0: Hello, and welcome to Exit the Stage Door. I'm your host, Darren Diegman, and yes, I can confirm, in fact, we still exist. I still exist. I'm still recording podcasts. Uh, That's not going to stop anytime soon, even if it's going to be a lot slower. Uh, Sadly, sorry about that. That's a bummer. I feel it. But I'm still out there looking for people whose stories haven't been told and uh fantastic people in theater who are doing wonderful amazing things that we should all know about and uh so we've got two things one uh you've got this episode it's shayla roland she is a special programming manager at ford's theater and that means a lot of things and uh we talked about it Many of them, uh certainly not all of them. Her job is amazing and she's incredible and it was a fantastic uh chat and I'm I'm really glad that she said yes. And you all heard that. Hi, I got an email. <laughs> it, great. Anyway, uh yeah. So Sheila Roland, that's fantastic. I'm so glad to be able to bring this uh conversation to you guys. That's that's truly cool another truly cool thing is that my next podcast is definitely gonna happen in the next three weeks Woohoo, i can definitely guarantee you at least one uh but it's gonna be from houston texas that's where i am <laughs> unbelievably that's where i am headed i got um i'm working on show at the theater that gave me my start the alley and i am super pumped about it and there's some people there i think y'all should meet i know they're not technically part of the dc baltimore theater scene but they're part of the theater scene uh and they're important and uh their stories are fantastic and i can't wait to uh to bring you those conversations uh, that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, guys. Thanks so much for sticking with me and for your subscriptions in iTunes and in Stitcher and whatever, however you get the podcast uh, from the website, direct, whatever. Thank you for sticking with me. This is an awesome time. It's uh, I, I can't imagine my life without doing this podcast and having these conversations with fantastic theater makers. And uh, this episode is uh, another Really good one, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's Exit the Stage Door, and it's Shayla Roland. That looks good, and we have a, a spike. Oh, I should turn this so I can see it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great, fantastic. We're going, all right, we're rolling. Oh. Don't be, don't mind the occasional <laughs> flick of the thumb wheel, that's just me trying to keep the computer from going to sleep, right? <laughs> so, yeah, Special Programming Manager yeah it's an interesting title yeah <laughs> what, what does that mean?
1: Um, it it actually means a lot of just different things okay as just, just as what you would think it would um it was uh, a new position that we were created, so um there's like no there was no precedence for like Ooh. what it was or what it would be um and some things when I came on, we Knew what happen in the future, that so mm-hmm. it was um, it was very much looking ahead at what was coming and who, we, who were the people that we needed to execute X, Y, and Z. Um, so it started. We um, started. We do the, uh, the Lincoln Legacy Project. It's on yeah. hiatus, mm-hmm. um, but for that project, we do. Um, it's usually in the fall. We do a show that uh, speaks to Lincoln's ideals of equality, equality and. Um, tolerance and um, justice and so what we did for those shows um, specifically was we reached out to the community Mm -hmm. and then we had we created these partnerships and then with those partnerships we created um, special programming to kind of go along with the show to talk about these things Um, post-show discussions um, panel discussions like monday night series Mm. um, things like that so i came on um, after working uh, stage management for a couple years. Oh, okay. Um, I came on to kind of manage that <laughs> yeah, part-time. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and then um, from that, um, I got hired full-time and just kind of looking ahead at that, things like that um, and other uh, projects that we knew were coming down the road that would need somebody to just kind of manage um, community partnerships, um, mm-hmm. individuals, with, uh, travel, um, content management, just things like that. So a, the bulk a lot of it is that and a lot of that has also changed. <laughs> as <laughs> so like as we've as we've progressed in almost 3 years um the world has changed a lot for for fords and for what I do. So, in a nutshell, so I do um I do Panel discussions. I do some of the nuts and bolts of of, of the institution. Um, not only are we a theater, but we're a museum mm-hmm. and an um, education center. Um, so I do author talks. Oh, okay, um, yeah, yeah. Hist- like panels on on history and things like that. Um, we host. We hosted it last year, and we're hosting it again, like the Ali Abraham Lincoln Lincoln Institute Symposium. So like that's something that I am like one of the coordinators of. Um, additionally, we've started doing. Um, newer I guess more audience engagement things okay yeah um or or things to better connect our audiences with us the institution as well as um our actors and our shows Mm -hmm. uh so I kind of manage those as well um and then as we kind of look look forward more doing more kind of pre pre pre-show stuff and Mm post-show things Mm -hmm. and just kind of talking more about our shows and trying to have them live in people's heads yeah. more than the 90 minutes or two and a half hours that yeah. they're in our space. Um, uh, with that I also do, um, we have an annual gala that yeah. I work <laughs> Which on. Which i worked on as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I work on as well. Um, and then uh, the biggest thing that we've done to date is the um, 150th yeah. anniversary of the assassination, which was, like, my child. <laughs> like, when people, when I, when I was hired, and we're like, well, there, there's stuff that's happening. Like, that was the stuff that was happening. Uh, I see, okay. So that was a good, like, year and a half, two years oh, of wow. just, like, yeah, of, absolutely. of just work, um, which was awesome. But, like,
0: that took up a good, good chunk yeah, of time. Yeah, <laughs> I can totally understand that, especially because the stakes are so high. Like, it's not just any museum. Mm-hmm. It's that one. And it's so... So, I don't know if, if for our listeners who don't necessarily know, but like I'm sure I'm, I know that you do because it is a museum. <laughs> when you're working in Ford's proper and you're like installing the sets and you're doing stuff that isn't necessarily tech related, the, it, the museum is still open. Correct. People walk around.
1: Correct. Um, so, we have you know daily entrance, um for visitors. Um, we try very hard to. Not close a theater mm-hmm. um, or museum as much as possible, just so people can come and and, and visit because so many people do. Um, we only close the theater for technical rehearsals, mm-hmm. um, understudy rehearsals, oh, yeah. and um, general maintenance. I think it's closed like twice a year, just for maintenance and just making sure that the world isn't falling apart. Right. <laughs> um. But you know, so any given day, I def- definitely when um the th- they're loading in the set, yeah. Um. The, the orchestra is closed but the balcony is usually yep. open so people can just kind of wander in you won't have a ranger talk during right, those because yeah. things are happening on stage um, but people can come in and then they can see this they can see the space and see that there are people working on stage that it is a, is, a, is a living breathing theater yeah um, and then same thing with the museum yeah um, N- noise travels <laughs> so it's definitely closed like during shows Sure, yeah, yeah um yeah. i believe during tech it is it is actually open um because it's, it's not as big a deal mm-hmm. um but that's that's about it so you can be here and it's always very very we feel bad for folks who come here and you know it's a day <laughs> that it's a tech and we're like you can't see the theater I know you've come from far away, but, like, (laughs) no, you can't peek. Oh,
0: sorry. Um,
1: And we try really hard to, like, put all that information, like, on the website. And, like, you can look months in advance, and it can tell you exactly what's happening. But, um, yeah, so it's kind of cool when people do come in, and they realize that we're a theater. A lot of them – I used to work in the box office – a lot of (laughs) them don't realize that. So they're kind of shocked. And so when they go and they see that there are things happening, and, you know, the sets for a specific show, and they're just like – we didn't know this, and it's like, yeah, we do a couple shows a year, and <laughs> welcome. If you, if you want to see a show, you can totally do that. It's, a, it's I mean, it's a good way to see the theater if, if it is closed for, like, an understated rehearsal, but there's mm-hmm. a show happening later, and people will come back just to, just to see a show in Ford's theater. Um, it's a fascinating
0: space. It retains it, quite a lot of character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and the way that the Lincoln box sort mm-hmm. of dominates, I mean, it, it is obviously architecturally picked out, there's special lighting for it, and the, the set dressing, if you will, is, is there to be period, um, great details, um, but even the theater artists, every single person who walked into that theater for the first time took a picture of some kind or another of the Lincoln box. Yep. And working on Widow Lincoln made that even more pronounced because... <laughs> the play was about <laughs> that moment in the place where it happened, and yeah. that's it was. And we, I mean, we had the gunshot moment. We had a projector yeah. on it that did, did that moment. You're like, wow, this is this it, is amazing. It's, it's an incredible it's, experience.
1: It's it's pretty it's pretty great, and it's pretty, um, you know, for those of us who, especially the, those of us who would like used, would work backstage, you forget how awesome it yeah. is. <laughs> every now and then and then you have like you know family or you know you you do the tour or you show people and you realize not only what i do is pretty cool i think a lot of us in theater like forget that what we do is pretty awesome <laughs> yeah. um but where i am at this like doing the show or, or or being able to, to to share this with family and friends it's pretty incredible um just that you're standing in history and. Yeah. You forget that, you know, after doing a show fifty billion times you're like, You're 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 in history. Like this is especially for what Lincoln, you're like, We are we're doing this. <laughs> um, and it's 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 incredible and we forget that. I know I I definitely would forget that and would then just go look at the box and be like, Oh
0: yeah alrighty then it's um, so it's such an interesting i mean obviously i've worked at a lot of different theaters like shakespeare theater the Harmon has no history though like the harman's brand new arena is got some history but it's all theatrical less about like world historical, historical space, events yeah. And the, yeah so it is really easy especially when i've been on staff to to become disconnected from the from the wondrous experience that is possible in a theater and in a theater like Ford's that has such a deep rooted history in of this place, and it's it's a, more connected to the community, I think, than most many theaters that I that I have worked with. Sim- simply because there's that background obligation of carry on history and education that's so built into the Ford's Theater Society mission. I'm not sure how how does that like organizationally work, exactly. Yep,
1: so I work for Forest Theatre Society. So we're the um, nonprofit that programs inside of Ford's Theater. Mm-hmm. So Ford's Theater itself is um, owned by the Department of the Interior, right. the US Park Service, and um, is the building is maintained by the Park Service. And then we have a partnership with them that works on the programming on the inside of the space. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said, if you if you visit Ford's, you can you can see on our website that certain entries involve a a ranger talk. Yeah, um, and that is you know coordinated and scheduled with um, the NPS rangers, and um, and some days there aren't because either there's a show or there's something happening on stage, and so all of our programming is kind of in sync with their programming, mm-hmm. um, and is coordinated together, and not blessed, but like. In tandem with. Right, and, <laughs> um, and, you know, we never like, uh, it's not, I don't, I do not do that part uh, <laughs> in the world. Um, but from, from what I understand, like, it's it's, it's a good partnership. And, and mm. a lot of folks have been here for a long time, like, just holding those relationships and kind of understanding the needs and wants. And, you know, when things happen to the physical space that impact us, there's good at communicating and, like, what's happening and, yeah. you know, who tells whom and how does this work. Um, so that's kind of like the two different things. So I work at Ford's Theater and yes, we're like we're government building, but I work for the government. People are always yeah very just just like, How does that? And you're like, ah,
0: it works wonderfully. <laughs> yeah, well that's yeah, it reminds me a lot of how uh, Folger Shakespeare yeah works in that the, the building itself belongs to the museum that it's attached to and we have like when I, I was a master electrician there for a year, so when we loaded in and that was all, again, still always open to the public. So that's a, it's a very interesting uh, nudge on your behavior. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. People talk pretty rough <laughs> You know, when you're loading in a show. It's basically, you know, more or less construction. Yeah. Specialized construction, sure. So there's a level of rapport that doesn't necessarily appropriate for general consumption. And you really have to... <laughs> You really have to pay a little bit more attention to so what you're how saying. you're like your mode of being. Like, what what happens when I hit my hand on this wrench and this piece of metal? What do I actually say? <laughs> there's a little, there's a, a, a pause.
1: It's a moment of being like, huh? Yeah. Uh,
0: Is there a tour here? Okay. I okay. Guess. I guess I'll do this <laughs> well, and Folger has a really interesting acoustic problem of um, because they have the heavens. Um, their workshop is in the heavens. Okay. But because it's a sh- the Elizabethan-style theater, the heavens are never closed. So it's entirely possible to be making loud noise upstairs and not be able to see who is in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and they will hear very clearly what oh, you're so doing. you have to be very, very mindful <laughs> of. Yeah, it's a, mm. yeah it's, it's a very interesting experience. <laughs> it's a little too much closeness. Uh, it can, it can <laughs> definitely get that way. I and mean, there are times where the docents come in and they give their talk, kind of like the rangers would, yeah. like, I, you know, I'm sorry that I have to make all of this noise with the genie, but these lights have to be hung I, by the I end of the day. I have to do X, Y, and Z yeah. by,
1: so. Sorry. I... Have. <laughs> They give you a mic? know,
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't at the full. I was like, I was like, yeah. give you a
1: mic? <laughs> Maybe you can hear me over this? What I'm doing?" Oh,
0: because the Rangers do occasionally get uh, a mic. Yeah, which is hilarious mm-hmm. if you're in the orchestra and just all of a sudden there's some Ranger giving it to i like, <laughs> "Whoa, okay."
1: It's like you never know. People upstairs in the balcony too, so it's, a, it's yeah. a big space. But yeah, they have they have mics yeah. sometimes, depending on yeah you know, the time of
0: year. Mm, yeah, of course. Yeah, they're. Uh, There are times when the crowds are a lot bigger than others, for sure, too.
1: Yeah, cherry blossoms. Oh yeah, basically like spring break and cherry blossoms. Holy crap! Spring
0: is—it's just full of people. Oh man, the entire block is full (laughs) of people waiting in into one of these buildings. It's it's amazing. It's true, and it
1: just kind of keeps happening. And all of us are like, "Oh, okay, we're the time of season. Okay, so just maneuver your way through the. I'm not. I just want to get to the elevator. (laughs) I just. I promise." have a good have a good tour Um, and then you get people stuck in the elevators or like who've gone up to a floor that they shouldn't be on I'm just like you're not looking for us are you let me just take you back downstairs I'm sorry (laughs) I hope you had a good day (laughs) and you saw something new so and then it's, it's also a good time I enjoy it to ask people like how they're doing uh, and how they're enjoying the site, but also to kind of let them know like this is the offices, and they're mm-hmm. like oh, and I'm like yeah, <laughs> like you're know, like this is so cool. I'm like look get the extra, you get the extra tour today. We can go through all of these things. We can charge more for that. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, <laughs> but it's good. Like the spring is is is, is super busy, but it kind of goes by fast that way. Just because you just you just know that it's that it's happening, and of course it's you know the height of our anniversary as well. So there's yeah. even there's just even more happening. Um, well, especially last year. Last year was a very big year. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was this time last year? I was probably freaking out somewhere and like how, <laughs> why, are we gonna make it? <laughs> we did, but. We um, sure did,
0: yeah. I think I worked on that too.
1: Yeah, the uh, now he belongs to the ages. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. that was very cool.
1: It was. I mean, it was an incredible experience, and it's one of the, you know, in my my career, it's definitely the highlight. Mm. There's there's nothing that has, not necessarily not necessarily the words have come close, but um, that has topped that in terms of my Mm -hmm. involvement. And just seeing how the community here and though the the like Lincoln his like history community like how they mm-hmm. just loved it and how everybody was in not an awe but just so just struck by mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 different things that we did um, and just felt that it was. Done like just tastefully and mm. just um, and beautifully and, and com- encompass as much as we could yeah. in that 36, 48 hours of just trying to commemorate this this event that I mean kind of has not made us who we are but like brought us to this place one hundred fifty yeah. years later. Yeah. Um, it was one of the most tiring things. <laughs> Tiring experiences in a lot of our lives. Um, Like, there was very, very, very little sleep those 48 hours. And, you know, the waffle shop stayed open.
0: Oh, that's Um, awesome.
1: My boss, Kristen, got that to happen. And it was was pretty much the most exciting thing. I was like, I just want a waffle. (laughs) It's 1 o'clock, and I a waffle. And there's um, some awesome photos of, you know, walking into the waffle shop at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning and seeing, you know, just regular everyday people and seeing folks in... Like eighteen sixties, oh, just like okay. just in in, in 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 period clothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of those were ours. Some of those were folks who had come of their own accord, but it's it was just wonderful just to see this melding of twenty fifteen and eighteen sixty five. Yeah. Um and um for so for for the one fifty we did we op we did thirty six hours of programming, um and kept the site open um and we had things happening in the theater and the center for education and leadership on the street, um. We did a candlelight vigil yeah, yeah. Um, overnight, which was absolutely amazing. And then in the morning, um, MPS usually does a wreath laying ceremony. Mm, okay. And so we just kind of, pragmatically, we just we just added to what already happens. So one of my favorite moments is from the morning of the fifteenth during the um, wreath laying ceremony. We had um, usually what happens is an MPS guard carries a wreath from the theater to the peterson house and puts it on the steps and it's there all day um so with this moment we had um we had to create a uh, a line <laughs> for them to get across the street oh, yeah, because of, of all Some of the people. people yeah and it was fa- it was fu- wonderful we had um i we had i'd worked with um about a hundred uh civil war um living historians and they'd come in and um, and they did various things. We had a schedule. It was a whole Wow, thing. that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, so we had them all there. And then we had, so one side of the um, path to get across was all one hundred was all um, living historians mm-hmm. in 1860s uh, gear. And then on the other side, um, we had sailors from the USS Abraham Lincoln oh, come in. Oh, wow. Come in all the way from Norfolk. They were fabulous. They got here at like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> And and had them in their dress whites line the other side of the path. And then, from leading the um, NPS guard carrying the wreath, was the color guard from the USS Abraham Lincoln leading them across the way. Um, And it was just one of those moments you're just like, all right. Just And it was it was everything, like, you know, we're running around trying to, like, get the next thing done and get everything ready. But it's just one of the things you just take a moment and you just appreciate yeah. that this is happening and that it's not just us, because, you know, we were scared that it, we didn't know if it would be 4,000 people or four of our best friends right. hanging out with us. <laughs> it's like, hey, if anybody wants to come to Fords. But there were so many people who were invested in this moment and yeah. who wanted to be here to just kind of be a part of this history. Um, and so you know again in my career like these are the moments that I I think I'm going to keep for a very very long time um and I'm just glad that I got to be a part of it it was crazy but I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm am just so glad that that was you know always in the plan when I started was creating this and 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 um Handling all the, the little details to make all of the five billion things that we did possible. So,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: It was great. I don't really know where that started. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I don't remember either. Usually have to go back and listen to the podcast, which I don't actually do. Um, I yeah, I don't edit it, so it you just put it up. and You're like, yeah, oh, this is this is what yeah,
1: happened. This is what we talked about.
0: Just signing off on uh, if there, if there's anything that you feel you said wrong, you can <laughs> feel free to contact me. Otherwise, wrong. it's gonna be gonna be what it is.
1: All right. <laughs> I'm okay with that, kind of. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Um, so moving on to like a yeah. little bit of your career, w- did you go to school for stage management or like and how did you manage the transition from stage management to for a theater to essentially stage management before an organization?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! I had never thought of me as like being a stage manager for the organization, but that totally makes sense. All righty then. <laughs> um, so I I fell into theater in college. Um, I uh, completely accidentally like it was, it was a hot mess moment. Um, I had met a friend at like one of the uh, like the multi multicultural days um, when I was a senior in high school, who then ended up going to the same college as me. to um Mary Wash in Fredericksburg. Um, and he lived, like, the floor below me in our freshman dorm, and day one of classes, um, the theater department was holding auditions for their musical. He's like, I'm gonna go audition. Do you want to go audition with me? Having no previous experience in theater whatsoever, I said, sure. Wow. (laughs) So... I don't know we found like somebody's rent book and I'd I'd, like I'd seen rent and that was pretty much the extent that I I saw the I saw the movie (laughs) so that was all I had um and I you know I I I enjoy singing and like that's like that I'm like I could do this sure so we go to this audition and audition he also wanted to do show choir and I was like sure I'll go with you to that thing too so we did that I don't move terribly well, <laughs> so that uh, was a mistake. <laughs> but um, we both got called back for the musical, um, and then we get there, and he tells me and like the coordinator person um, that he got, I guess, cast, or, uh, cast for the show choir, so he was going to do that.
0: Oh, okay. So he, that's what he took himself out, of, out,
1: of, <laughs> out of the callbacks, and like I'm already there, <laughs> and I'm really good at following directions, <laughs> so I was like, I guess I'll stay and do this? and do whatever it is that you ask me to do in this callback so I did <laughs> and then they cast me in this show <laughs> and again really good following directions so <laughs> it's like it said go and get measurements and then show up at this place at this time for the first rehearsal and I was like I, I, okay so then I did a show
0: <laughs> there you go that's uh, um, awesome
1: <laughs> so like it, that's it was Bat Boy the Musical if anybody has a clue what that is because it's Nuts. And it was, I mean, it was crazy. And I was like, there's blood and then there's cows. And who are you people doing this stuff?
0: <laughs> um,
1: and then when we got to performances, um, I had made friends with one of the stage managers, assistant stage managers. And, you know, they're putting, they're moving props around and moving furniture pieces yeah. and getting ready for the next scene. And I just kept asking, like, can I help? Can I move something for you? What do you need to do? Um, and so after that, I was like, how do I do more of this stage management-y thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I did a show in, like, the black box that we had as an actor. And then uh, it was definitely, like, trial by fire because I was going to ASM a show. But then um, the SM had to pull out.
0: Oh, whoa. So
1: they're like, will you SM the show in, this, in the student black box? You know? And I was like, sure? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> really? But I'll do it? So I did it, and I learned a great deal sure. about what e- what exactly I was supposed to do and what I was doing. And I remember doing um performance report, and I called a queue late, and in the report I was like, "I'm so sorry, <laughs> it'll never <laughs> happen again." <laughs> like poured my heart out. I was like, "I didn't mean. I'm sorry. My bad. It will never happen again." I don't. <laughs> so I was just had like a lot of feelings. Um, but but you know after basically. Right after the first show, that boy was done in like November. I had already decided that I was going to be a theater major, as well. Um, I was already going to be a psych major, so I just like mm. I was like, ah, oh, I can do both. I like looked at the class schedule for each one, and then I plotted out the point. I plotted out the classes, and I was like, oh, this fits in. This hit. This fits in four years. We'll do this. And then I never looked back. Um, and I just fell in love with stage management mm-hmm. during that. Um, and then um, our, one of my professors, his name is Brandon Prendergast, yeah, was, who's also say, a PSM. It's there, yep, yeah, it's Brandon. <laughs> um, he's a PSM uh, here at Ford's, and he's worked at Shakes and the KC. And um, mm. Ford's was looking for a PA um, when I graduated. And I had already applied to like all of the internships and things. I didn't internship the year before um, at the Hangar. but At the Hangar? At the Hangar oh. in 2009. It was, we'll come back
0: to that idea in a second. We'll <laughs> back.
1: Um, but at for graduation I was applying to all these other you know fellowships and all that yeah, kind of stuff yeah. um I didn't get anything <laughs> 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 and so Rand was like you know I like you um and is awesome but Rand is particular um he's like I like you and I was like he's like you know you can apply and we'll see where it goes so I applied and I met with Kristen and I met with Craig Hornis who's our other PSM mm-hmm. here at Ford's and then they hired me to do this season mm-hmm. and I was like oh I guess I'm gonna work like a real person (laughs) Um, and uh, and it was awesome I did it for two years and then I said I didn't want to do it anymore
0: Mm, yeah (laughs) that was a very common thing among stage managers in particular
1: yep so I did two years at Ford's this season Um, I started I also did um, summer work at um, the Source Festival oh okay yeah which I still work with and love dearly Um, but after two years at Ford's, I was like, oh, okay, I I would like, you know, I was I was selfish. I was like, I would like my evenings. back. <laughs> and I um, want to be a human being. I want to be a human being. <laughs> um, I would
0: not characterize that as selfish.
1: <laughs> um, so I just I you know dropped it cold turkey, and spent that summer you know just trying to like applying for all the yeah. other things. Yep. Like most people who decide to roll out, not really sure how to put into words on a resume what it is that I did for yeah, two years.
0: It's really hard. <laughs> it's really
1: hard. Um, so that was hard, and I like came close to some jobs, but they just never panned out. And then um, with the Legacy Project, which had begun while I was still a PA, mm-hmm. it was the second year of it, and they were looking for help to, you know, stage manage that. <laughs> and... Um, Kristen thought of me, and it was, I was, you know, eternally grateful for all of that. And I came back here part time and then did a bunch of other part time work for about six months. Mm -hmm. Like everything happened at once, and I finally like, (laughs) had money again. And I was like, oh, Oh, yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) I was like, I'll do all of the things. (laughs) And then um, from there, um, Ford's then made me full time and, you know, preparation for all the other things that were going to be happening. Um, And three years later, I'm here. I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's kind of how it works. So, I mean, it from from being a stage manager of, of theater, at this particular theater, but in theater in general, um, to being a stage manager for an organization, I really enjoy that. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> this just makes so much more sense, you know, given certain things.
0: Um, right, yeah. I mean.
1: I mean, I I have to... Credit, you know, the good folks here at Ford's, and mm. and and Kristen for giving me a chance. Like not only as a PA that first year, just like.
0: Right. Yeah, she's fantastic. Trying to she's figure a things real out. Real eye for talent.
1: She's. I mean, she's she's awesome and like. I don't understand. <laughs> um,
0: she used to work at the alley, actually. I know. When I, I listened to, to all your podcasts, I was like, "Oh, Kristen yeah. worked in the alley. I let it fall." Yeah.
1: So, like every time you say it, I'm just like, "Huh." <laughs> I thought it was awesome. I was like, "Oh, I learned things," um, but definitely for like reaching out for when they needed somebody for the legacy project, and for you know seeing the things in the future and just kind of giving me a shot at yeah at making my way. A different way than stage management um because she also started out as a stage manager yes. <laughs> so, um there's this um and I, I read a lot of not not blogs but um <laughs> things about like film and in- like the film industry and just like oh, diversity yeah, sure. and all the things like with that oh, which is all big and um we did a panel here about like women in the entertainment industry and just kind of oh. talking about that um so there's that whole conversation about the guy who did Jurassic World and how yeah. uh, was it, was it Spielberg saw him, it's like we saw an, a different uh, uh, um, a low budget film that he yeah, had done, and then like
0: not thought yeah. of
1: him like saw himself in, in this, yeah. and then just, like wanted to give him a shot. So I like I kind of like credit, and we don't we talk about like women and how women get shots and how women get on opportunities in art. And, you know, I definitely think of Kristen in that role as far Mm, as like giving me another shot. Like I'd already left. Like I was I was gone. I was out. And then I get this email that's like, do you want to do this? And I was like, yes, please. (laughs) Um, And then just like giving me the shot at something else. Um, And, you know, it's slowly like making a career for myself and just kind of learning different aspects of working on this side of the street cuz yeah. again I was part of you know the other half of the 10th grade or the 10th street divide. <laughs> like that's where I was yeah. and like the, those were my people. Right, yeah. Um so being on this side and just seeing a whole different world as to how you know the theater and the museum and the education like works um has been just eye opening and I'm like oh but then I'm also like we should all be friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, so that's kind of how I got here and I'm just kind of I'm I'm slowly figuring it out and and as the theater moves in different ways as our theater like moves in different ways my position also kind of moves in mm, different ways yeah. and I'm I try to I think fill in the void of some of the things that as a theater sometimes I think that we're missing mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and bring that out or a, attempt to kind of make those more evident and mm-hmm. see if we can kind of move towards those things, yeah, yeah.
0: It's uh, been a, a unintentional recurring theme on the show, actually. Like talking to Hannah uh, Hassel Ratner at Shakespeare and talking to um, Gavin Witt and um, Kat Rodriguez at uh, Center Stage. Like, there's some really amazing stuff. And Ford's is already really good at this, just because it has this—that's the the hook of Lincoln and the and that aspect drawing people connecting people to the theater in really roundabout ways but that the idea that the art starts way before you get into your seat so that the, your, your mind is already sort of wrapped around and dealing with the issues of what you're about to see yeah so you can engage with it and with the community and with the theater more fully and uh, and just have a greater appreciation of, of, of... it's like it's, it's it's a lot of dramaturgy it's yeah. a lot of um, it's a lot of just unappreciated nuts and bolts <laughs> putting the same people in the same, putting people in the same room together, which uh, e- even on accident or on purpose, like getting the, I'm struggling around the word logistics is what I'm trying yeah. to do. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> uh, which is so, and, and one of the things that, cause I've talked to Liz Mastry who's also mm-hmm. a, a recovering stage manager. Um, <laughs> and a, I know I had a good friend of mine, um, has less stage management, and is attempting to do project management, and, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to put in sort of like, I hesitate to use the word real world, but like to, to civilians, I guess, if you wanted to oh, put cool. it that way. Like, what we do, a lot of what we do, but especially a lot of what stage management does is project management, which is, but the language of project management is not used in theater, so it's hard for us to explain To them how important we are to their way their organization functions like we already do all of these things i just don't know how to tell you that exactly
1: (laughs) like i promise i can do it like (laughs) you just give me a shot i promise i can do x y and z yeah i just know how to show it to you
0: right and they don't and it really only takes one person giving you the opportunity to do it without having seen it demonstrated already to make that like then it's on your resume then they get it then then you're off to the races the part where it's terrifying is where you're waiting and or trying to make it work and just getting the epic silence of the void yeah as you shout into it trying to be like but no i can do it i promise uh that part is terrifying but once you get once you if you can sustain yourself during that period of time
1: you, you can, can make it you it's can make there. It. yeah
0: it's and the Speaking about the the diversity and the women initiative, you hear this all the time and I've started to see like blogs that sort of address the this issue um, people talk about it's a pipeline problem, which is total garbage because the entire you My I got my start in theater, so I have a German degree <laughs> I have a master's in Germanic cultural studies and in film studies and I had an internship, I, I, you know, I volunteered for a theater that had like tiny little lights that you yeah. could buy at Home Depot, and I interned for three months at New York Station Film uh, up at their Vassar season, but I, at that point I was like 27, and the Clint Allen, who's the, <laughs> the projection designer, yep. which is how I ended mm-hmm. up working on Widow Lincoln, um, Thought he saw something. I guess in my maturity, I don't know, but he was willing. I think it had a lot to do with the fact that my master—I mean, I was really made a connection with the lighting supervisor and the master electrician, and they both had worked for him before. So, on the strength of that, like more than anything, a personal recommendation and the fact yeah. that I was kind of a nerd into computers <laughs> and stuff like that, uh, he decided to give me that chance. Like that foresight—you you, got—you just got to do it, like you create the pipeline by saying fine you you want it let's do it let's go see how it goes it's like drafting you know like i don't know if you're into sports or not but like you draft people based on kind of some potential of what you've seen mm-hmm. some people get drafted because they're physically gifted and nothing else like from people like this this polish dude who just got drafted by the knicks right like he'd never played basketball before like a year ago but he was tall. Technically, yeah. Yeah, like you can't teach seven foot is the is the thing in, in the NBA, it's right? It's True thing. So, they they rolled with it. Like they invented the opportunity for him, and that's that's how it moves forward. And I just think that we have to like we have to do better at like. Unconventional thinking, like don't don't look at the accolades of don't necessarily look at the string of already accomplishments. Oh, you have mm-hmm. directed something at Yale. It's like, not everybody gets to direct something at Yale. That doesn't mean they won't be a good director. Correct. Something like that. Uh, so, and Christian and Clint have both been have have both done that for me as well. So, yeah, I'd absolutely appreciate them for that <laughs> and and for their forethought and, and applying that approach to getting people on board. Yeah, I think it's fantastic.
1: Yep, every year Boss's Day I send her an email. <laughs> I'm just like thank you.
0: What is Boss's Day?
1: It's October I think sixteenth. It's like I've National never. Bosses Day. National Boss's Day. I have yeah. never
0: heard of this. Yep. I've heard of National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day, but I've never heard of National Bosses Day. There's a
1: National Waffle Day, too, that our entire floor empties out and goes to Waffle Shop at, like, 11 (laughs) o'clock.
0: We should talk about that briefly. (laughs) If you don't know, if you've never been physically on the street where Ford's Theater is located, the Lincoln Waffle Shop is a fantastic place to be. You have to go. It's great. Um... American style slinging diner, so, so good.
1: I have come into the city on an early Saturday morning just to go to the waffle shop (laughs) for no other reason. like, I just really want waffles. And it's a great meeting place, Uh just letting you know you should do that. I mean, it gets pretty busy, like on the weekends when there's yeah. when there's lots of people. But I mean, if you can just swing by, even just for a lunch, it's totally worth oh, it. Oh man! And for those of you who watch Parks and Rec, they did um, <laughs> a part of an episode at the waffle shop. No way! Uh huh. And then um and it's been funny as people like watch it who have worked at it Ford's. You know, you know, you, they <laughs> pop up on like Facebook being like, "Oh my God, I can't believe they
0: were at the
1: waffle shop!" I'm just like, "Yep, yeah, <laughs> it was here." <laughs> but um, it's totally worth
0: going. They're oh, awesome. Right? Yeah. Those are awesome, awesome folks. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I they when I was in there the first time, and I don't, I don't know if they still do it, but they had these like fake horse races on tele, on the, they had so they had monitors up in the corners, and they were like digital representations of horses that you could essentially <laughs> bet on, like a lottery essentially, but you could watch the. I don't. It was the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen.
1: (laughs) I don't know if they still do that, but that sounds amazing, and I kind of hope they do. And now I want to go see. It was
0: completely hilarious. Uh, So, by the way, the uh, the hangar. Yes. I personally have never worked for the hangar. However, Joe Engler, who is now at the Alley, uh, was a master electrician there for like two years. But I think that was in like oh six oh seven. So that was probably before I mean, your mm-hmm.
1: time. I was there in the summer of oh nine. Oh nine. Um
0: and the other I knew a couple people at Ithaca College, but I don't know if they did anything with a hangar that summer or not. Merlin Howick, uh who does electrics. Mm-hmm. It's right, the I only thought. and uh of course I've worked with not nah, of course you wouldn't there's no reason there's no course. I have worked with uh Paul Gallo, um, who went to Ithaca oh so many years ago and has this like has this weird connection with the hair and I'm not entirely sure of wasn't there a now Joe used to complain about the fact that there was a storage space that routinely flooded
1: oh that sounds right yeah <laughs> <laughs> we've definitely had like water and then there's fans and then stuff to get the water out of the place <laughs> happening like before a show. Um, yeah, Summerstock. Yeah. Um, so when I was there, um, our music director was Peter Flynn and it was his first year there and he's worked with Fords before and, and it was funny, I was going out the back alley of Fords and Chris and Peter were like walking up and Peter and I were just like, hello! <laughs> what is happening? Um, but it was awesome. Like I love Hanger because it's such like, a, it's good, I mean, just like True stock. it's you just create this like really quick family and yeah. community. And, we were there and i forget what was flooding and what was happening but we needed to stop or at least to drive because like we either had actors showing up or we were doing a show but like it was a okay let's how do we and so we're all the, like everybody's there doing whatever and like peter's also there like getting his hands dirty trying to like make this stop and it's just it's that kind of like it's what you get with Summerstock. I mean yeah. you get that in other theaters as well, but just it just I think happens just so quickly and just so forcefully. Yeah. In Summerstock where you just you just quickly make friends and you quickly make a new family and then you guys are like, All right, we're all in this together, let's we sink or swim together. So yeah. everybody hands on all hands on deck. Yeah. Um I think everybody everybody that I talk to seems to like have a connection with the hangar so. Yeah, that's why I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's like it's this like we've worked American with actors, theater, like yeah. who did this show here? So and so who was the ad for like you know a couple years? And I'm just like who, who was not there? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Uh, I would have been if I could, but the dates never worked out to be the man. He is. Uh, I, also, totally I mean,
1: him. Ithaca's gorgeous. So oh yeah, it's just like I was well,
0: this well, close to going to Cornell. Yeah. Yeah. For German, but.
1: <laughs> when I was in high school, I was like, I want to go to Cornell, and then I was like, Oh, I'm tired of moving, so now we're going to go down the street. <laughs> I was like, I can't
0: do it again, yeah. so we'll just stay oh, here. Man. Moving, I moved. I so my dad worked for the Department of Agriculture. Okay, and he started off as a soil scientist doing mapping. So when they would finish mapping an area, which involved him going out into a farm and digging holes to a certain depth and then cataloging the soil that he discovered there, um, we bounced around. So I. Uh, I lived in Sheboygan, briefly in Michigan, uh, briefly in Florida, Mm -hmm. Saginaw, I think it was Pensacola, it was definitely the Panhandle, Uh, Saginaw, Michigan, Lincoln, Nebraska, Fort Collins, Colorado, Stewartstown, Pennsylvania, then I went to school at Case Western Reserve University, and I spent a year abroad in Munich, and then I went to school at the University of Texas in Austin, and then I went to school at the University of Pittsburgh, so yeah, i there was a period of time between schools and moves that I was in a different school for every grade. Yep. It was, yeah.
1: I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, my parents were military. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I didn't move around that much, but I was, I was born in Germany. Oh, yeah? And then, which is always great. Whenever, like, I travel abroad or I come back, I just came back from, was it Puerto Rico to, with, with my family over the holidays. And um, my customs agent, like, looked, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, born in Germany? I was like, yeah, he's like, military. And I'm like, yep. He's like, Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Um, I was born in Germany and then we moved to Texas, like a small, small,
0: small town in Texas
1: for about two years. And then I don't know, I forget where, I think both my dad and my mom were overseas. My mom was in Greece. But didn't take me, so I went to live in Florida with my grandparents, and I was like, "But why did I did not get to go to Greece?" <laughs> I still don't understand why I was not there. Um, and then we lived in Arizona, and then I spent, mm, you know, okay, a yeah. three-month chunk in Utah, um, and then we moved to Virginia, and then I was like, "I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm out." Like thinking about college, I'm almost like, "I should apply, like go out of state." I'm like, "I'll apply," but I don't really want to leave. <laughs> like we just did this. Yeah. Um. And, you know, I've been in this area since I went to school. We were, we were in Woodbridge, and then I went to school in Fredericksburg. And then I've been up in, like, the Northern Virginia or D.C. area since 2010. So I've been here, like, in this, like, stretch of land, this, like, two-hour <laughs> period. Yeah. For... A good long time now, and it, it every now and then it freaks me out. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I, I should that, go somewhere else. Yeah,
0: I have that, that same every you know, it's like offstage jobs, like who's hiring?
1: What should I? No, don't, it. And then I'm like, oh no, this is good here. Like, yeah. there's a lot happening here. This is a good place to be. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but it's very strange feeling.
0: Yeah, I totally hear that. I've never lived in one place like i i lived in houston for four years but i didn't live in the same apartment for four years yep. so now i've been in the area since 2012 come september and that's the longest i've ever spent in one building like one building yeah. yep
1: two years is the longest spent in one building <laughs> <laughs> still not there yet <laughs> like <laughs> i'm just like one day we'll get past that two-year mark yeah but, somehow. Uh, it's weird <laughs> so far n- n- no such
0: luck so yeah i don't
1: know
0: Yeah, I do love the area, though, and I, so I bounced around a lot in, um, I, my first job was at the Alley, spent there for four years, I tried to be a director in New York for six to eight months, which was a necessary but stupid decision. (laughs) Um, Bounced around with Actress Theatre of Louisville, uh, and went back to lighting, because that's the only place that was going to give me a job, (laughs) um, and sort of took stock, I like, okay, I can't stay in Louisville, Louisville's a great town but I was making like 19,000 a year and their season is super short. Yeah. Uh, it basically revolves around the Humana Festival. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like when the Humana Festival is over, there's two more weeks of the main last main stage show and then it's, it's, so it's over in April and then they don't come back until August. So that's a huge gap and it's not organized around the summer stock season so you can't do a full season of summer stock because you can't stay until the end. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it's like this is, this financially, that part's not working. So what do I want to do? And I have family. I live with my aunt and uncle, and my grandma, which is a very interesting and and my cousins. It was a really interesting, multi generational setup. Love it. Yeah, I, I can tell why people did it for so long because yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of me being able to communicate really effectively with the teenagers. There are definitely times when they roll their eyes really hard at me and are yeah. just over it. But also where I understand what they're saying in a way that the adults, that, that just, the adults don't, just don't understand. You're just like,
1: be, you're like, just let, let me go do that I'll I'll talk to them.
0: Yeah, but it's like just being able to have somebody in the room say, No, I hear you. I totally I get it. I, get I, it. I know what you're talking about. It's all good. you are
1: being heard, and I will. Yeah, try to now communicate this over here.
0: It was. It's so important. I've learned so many lessons about that in communications. Like it's so important just to say. It's not about agreeing with them, but it's making sure that they understand that they've been heard. Yeah, that it's not disrespect that I don't understand or whatever. Um, because there's misunderstandings are inevitable, but being able to know that I, I don't agree with you or I don't understand, not because I, I'm not listening, but because there's just something else in the way. And it, it took it took me a while to be able to put that in words that was effective. Yeah, but it it has diffused quite a few. Uh, Either boobs or, yeah. or, or or meltdowns. Yes, one of those. Yes, so that that's been that's been interesting. But so that was that was the impetus for coming to D.C. But I also looked at the D.C. theater scene yeah. specifically, and I was like, this is exactly. I haven't directed anything yet, but I would still love to. I'm talking to some people about making movies. We'll see yeah. how that goes. But the opportunities exist to do it on a level. That is in inviting. They yep. they want you to participate in this art scene, and the response to the podcast has been very positive, positive and yeah. similar. In the same way, it's like, oh yeah, this is a community that is now being able to talk to itself in a different way, um, and about itself. Which I, I want to be able. I want people to be able to tell their own stories in their own words. So. Of course,
1: um, yeah. When I when I graduated, not only did I, was I still not sure where I wanted if I wanted to like leave the area because at that point, then I was like, well my mom gets old I should take care of her and if I move then I'll either have to move myself back here or move (laughs) her to me and I'm like again this is like 50 years down the road (laughs) but like this is like my train of thought so I was like I'll stay here because there's theater here like I mean I'm like I don't need to go somewhere there's great theater that's right here um but one, I do love that it's just a very very open and welcoming space um, I also work for the Source Festival. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which is um, run by Cultural DC, um, and it is a theater festival that's in June. It's up on Fourteenth and T. Um, so that first summer after I had I was at Ford's, um, I went and I was the ASM for the ten minute plays. Oh okay. Um, I applied because I just I wanted, I needed work and I don't do well not doing things, um, so I applied to like intern on like be run crew and they're like well you have experience do you want to do this instead and I was like sure yeah why not (laughs) um and it was fascinating and it was wonderful and the next year I was like can I come back and either do the same thing or something else and um then I stage managed something else um so I like moved a little bit up in the world um and so for the last five years, like, off and on, depending on what's going on, I'm like, how can I be more involved? How can mm, I learn yeah. more? Um, and this year, I'm one of the assistant producers, and so I'm oh. learning just about, you know, I'm like, I just want to learn. So I'm just learning what it's like to produce this volume of work. We do three full-length plays, 18 10-minute plays, and then three artistic line dates in, like, a three-week it's year. Crazy. It's It's nuts. Oh, but it's fabulous. <laughs> um and so like, you know, we've gone through the process of like selecting the three full length plays and now we're working on the 10 minutes and then now we're reaching out to actors and then soon comes like working with designers and it's just, and you know, one of the things that we look at when we're looking at people is like so-and-so's new, like they, they're they're trying to learn, they're trying to either learn more about the city or meet new people, that's something that Fact, that factors in yeah, like, into the yeah. world, and like we, we want to create that space where people can create art and and meet new people and yeah. and further their their contacts and and um think about like future projects like all of that and it's there's a lot of that happening you know in this city yeah um and so it's a great place to just I mean if, to just move here and be like okay let's let's try something new let's let's meet new people and I think that there are lots of welcoming people and welcoming organizations. That will support you in doing that, and will like foster, yeah, like help you foster your creative voice and um, just flourish. And then if if you want to leave, fine, but like you you can totally survive here in D.C. and like make a life for yourself. And and I think that that is just awesome. I think that that is absolutely fabulous. That's also why I love and left. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Cultural DC does a lot of logistical support too, like space they do. finder and they stuff do, like that. Yeah. They do
1: space. the space finding and, and they work with organizations when they need like, I don't know, when they need to work with artists or learn about what artists do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they we make space for art. Um, I'm not a part of that yeah. part of it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they do a lot of great work. And 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 the Source Festival is like their, you know, big creative arm. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: do you so you must know Gordon? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's new at the Shakespeare? Yeah, he yep. just mm-hmm. got hired at the Shakespeare. an yeah. associate, uh, associate production manager. I forget Something the like exact that. title, but he's in the production management department. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Yep. Yeah, he's for Culture DC, and he's yeah. still it's currently still working with the festival. Um. But yeah, Gordon's awesome.
0: Yeah. We he overhired on the electric crew a couple times. Okay. Uh. He yeah. He's fantastic human being. It's Love incredible. Gordon. Uh. I, yeah, I've I reached out to source No, have I? I keep meaning to. You should. <laughs> I should, yeah. I keep meaning to because of exactly what you described, what the yeah. the focus of Cultural D C and the, the festival itself does so much awesome stuff that Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean just holler, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I so, I feel like sometimes I should just drop by and just be like, Hey what's up? What's Hi. up going guys? Yeah. Maybe tote the where's my box the box of like we we'll talk to goodies. folks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: sure, it'd be like a very interesting experience, um, and there are a lot of folks there who I think would be interesting, but fascinating, just to talk to about yeah, their yeah. their past and like what they do because everything's a little different. And I think that's like, a yeah. that's that's an arm of the arts that we don't necessarily talk about much is like how you yeah. bring that to like the larger um, like organizations or corporate world and how do you get them to kind of
0: yeah that's just that is it. completely opaque to me like uh, how it's, it's done still confused and, yeah. to me, so. <laughs> i actually have no idea yeah yeah i would love to talk to someone in development who was on that side as well just because like so bank of america how do you who do you talk to a bank of america <laughs> it's always fascinating the list one of the things that I always love to do at a, at a theater is to look at the corporate sponsors. Um, this is particularly evident in Houston. Okay. Because Houston is such an oil-based. Okay, based. yep. And and Ford's has quite a few of those um, sponsors as well. And it's a, like Halliburton, for example, <laughs> um, for for those of you who remember the battle days of Dick Cheney and um, what his company did or did not do under W, uh, they sponsor the arts in Houston, and they're very generous at it. Um, as this Schlumberger, a company i have never heard of before, but it's apparently like the best in the world at what they do, which is oil services, and the banks are there, and they are. You have this image of these corporations that but then they but then they drop by your theater and you're giving them costume renderings and they're giving your theater a ton of money, money and they like it's, it, it's it's a very interesting dynamic that i didn't i didn't appreciate i think that their their relationship with their community is a lot more sophisticated than we get from the news sometimes you know like, yeah which is it's interesting i mean and theater in and of itself is such a capital intensive thing and you don't make money doing it like, yeah you just, you just don't ticket receipts do not remotely cover what it costs to, cost to do it run your theater yeah. yeah it's a and that fact is that fact alone i don't think many people outside of theater completely grasp it's like we're not commercial enterprises we're not for profit we don't even attempt like it does it's not priced in an attempt to recover <laughs> the expenses costs. that we're going yeah, gonna, yeah. Right. And operating costs are never part of that. Like maybe you can recover part of what it costs to produce a particular show from show receipts, um, but that's actually just goes to cash on hand to pay previous uh, obligations. It's, it's yeah. (laughs) The financial side of it is also. I'm a total nerd. I, I I, you know I've been in the Economist forever, and I read all these books by Neil Irwin about central bankers. So you know, but (laughs) it's your thing. No, but I think it's, you're right, it's fascinating. I think it's plumbing, you know? Like, people don't always think about the plumbing. People don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, the plumbing. Okay. (laughs) Oh, Which, uh, Ford's had a problem with? We had, yeah, we had a a
1: little, (laughs) a little flood-like thing happen in the basement of this. Well, we had one over there for a little bit that the world is, it wasn't, it was not as bad as I think the world made it to, but it was, it was substantial. And then, like, two weeks or a month later, we had one in this building that, just kind of ruined all of our lives. Yeah. And it was, I think, in
0: March? Yeah, it was a weird time. It was like
1: in either early March or like late February, like right as we're getting ready to do all of this 150 stuff. <laughs> and I was just like, guys, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, like, there are a lot of us who, like, because we couldn't come into this building because we didn't have heat, and oh my we did it's you know winter. We didn't have heat. The elevators weren't working. Like you, we you you can't really go to work. So we were all work oh, like t- like working remotely. And uh, there was a group of us who would come in and just work in the back of the house in the theater. Because mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. like I just need to be here, <laughs> and I just need to sit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then we'd watch them like load in the set, and I was like, well, that's how we're gonna spend the day? Um, <laughs> It's very unfortunate so yes yeah plumbing
0: that was a weird winter because i feel like every theater has l- some sort of issue. literally every theater that i talked to somebody roundhouse only shakespeare fords <laughs> both, buildings. both buildings um somebody else i think arena suffered it as well there was a tiny one at folder that wasn't Folger's fault but and fires the thing that Folger really cares about anyway. yeah uh to a, to a hilarious degree like that birdie 75 watts and it's against a 4x4 four four pressure treated lumber it will not set it on fire I promise you I'm like, are you sure <laughs> <But> that's, that's <laughs> the level. somebody's like, like are you are you are you really sure has now? that been fireproof like okay, okay you're like guys okay. I promise we're gonna be fine we do care about burning things down we don't want to do that either so we're totally on your side here It's all, <laughs> all yeah, good. So but they're you know administrators, so they're uh' It's it's walking into a world of vocabulary that they're not, that isn't there every day. Familiar so with, yeah. They're, they're having to wrap their, their mind around like five things at once because they're worried about something that is their primary responsibility. It's fascinating. It just This just happened. I So I do a lot of contract work with Barbazon Capital who oh, yeah. provide theatrical mm-hmm. services and equipment, um, and they're installing new LED lighting at the National Aquarium. Okay. The Atlantic Coral Reef Exhibit up in Baltimore um, which is this like two and a half story aquarium? Enormous. Yeah. Uh, so we we dropped eighty five of these LED fixtures that weigh about thirty pounds apiece. Like half the time, there's somebody in the water in a wetsuit, just like dangling just above the surface of the water, so that we can hand it down to them a rope so they can slide it under the concrete. So okay. People can't see it. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Well, right. Totally. Um, but the the project manager. <laughs> So, but we're all contract workers because we're all lighting professionals. We yes. do theatrical lighting for a living. But the project manager had to inform himself about all of these, these about things that how you, to focus lights yeah. and what kind of field angles that he wanted, and the color temperatures, like things that we have, like in our blood. Like we could talk to you about the color temperature. I could give you the Roscoe number of the color temperature that he wanted in my sleep. But he's, he,
1: he's got to go and like read all these. He's just gotta. Oh yeah. himself and I, learn and basically exactly. like go back to school for a hot yeah. second. Yeah,
0: exactly. So he's explaining it back to us, the professionals. And like, Sigh. I mean, I, yes, you, I, I'm I proud love you. this. Exactly. I'm very proud of you're you. You're right about all these things and I totally appreciate what you're saying. Yes. Let me do the thing, please. But yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just uh, I'm talk through it. Just, Just let me go do it. <laughs> and I have to say, like, so, like,
0: Obviously, I'm a guy, um, so I don't get mansplained to very often. But that moment, I was like, "Oh, this is what it is." All the time, <sighs> that's horrible. I mean, intellectually, I knew it. Like, and it's but feeling it is but a whole it, thing. Yeah. yeah, ups ups the game. And the, so I mean, I'm, I live on Twitter. Like, Twitter is it's just this. Uh, it's a fantastic resource. And to see some of these women, some of these fantastic. Gifted intellectual, public intellectuals. Some of them engage with with the mansplainers in ways that are. It's just like I don't have the patience, or the gift of humor, or I don't even know what you do to sort of cleanse yourself from the interaction to make your daily life possible. Because you're doing, you're just trolling them so hard, and with such good grace. Yeah. And they just don't. And they just, they. Ugh. It's amazing. There's some amazing people on Twitter. Like, yeah.
1: I'm trying to get better at the Twitter. Like we've slowly, as a person and a professional, and then as an organization as well, is just trying to up our Twitter game and just kind of be more relevant and kind of see what's out there. And if you don't speak Twitter inherently, it's rough.
0: <laughs> it can be, yeah, it yeah. It can be
1: rough and it can be overwhelming. Well, um,
0: and that's the thing that uh, unfortunately staffs on regional theater aren't necessarily equipped to do this sort of constant interaction yeah. that Twitter really like. Major companies have full time staffs whose only job is, is being on social Twitter. media. Yeah. So, um, and Ford's I think actually does a really good job. I've had it's several good, interactions with good, good with uh, with the uh, Ford's theater on Twitter that was that were very excellent. Good job, guys. Yeah, your staff is good at it.
1: Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> um, no, it's, I mean, it's great, and it's it's a process, and I think that Absolutely, yeah. it's just a learning process and, like, committing yourself to it and being like, okay. Yeah. And it's more than just, like, posting things, like, you know, it's scheduled amounts, thing like that. It's it's actually trying to engage with folks yeah. and, and contribute to the conversation as opposed to just kind of posting things yeah. or just retweeting things and not really adding anything. Yeah. Um, and that's the part that I think a lot of us are in our heads being like, "Well, <laughs> do I sound smart enough?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hope so.
0: Maybe. Uh, that's the fear. Shakespeare Theater does a really good thing. Where there's at least one Twitter night um, where they have a I'm dramaturg sure. who's who's in the lobby. Um, and if the lobby has monitors, the, the Twitter conversation gets thrown up onto the monitors as okay. well. So you can meet the dramaturg, so you can understand who is behind the tweets for the, for the evening. Oh, nice. And then it's sort of a guided discussion. It's not even, it's very gently structured. If there's a lull, they'll post a, a question. Um, or they direct your attention to parts of the program or, or some salient fact of the production. So you, if you engage on Twitter, you can already sort of, like, get get your mindset around the play before you start. Yeah. They have a little discussion at intermission and then have a post-show discussion sort of impromptu over Twitter. obviously via Twitter. Yeah. Ah, that's interesting. With the added bonus that you can still meet the person and talk to them IRL. In, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like the normal, the normal way. Yeah.
0: So, uh, which I think is really, really positive.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um. That's one of the things, like, with some of the new special programming that, <laughs> you know, um, one of the big things for me was trying to, like, break down this this barrier between us as an organization and, and us as individuals. Um, you know, for me, is maybe what I think people see is, like, Fords is the monolithic oh, organization. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, person, like, our, our, our brand is, is very... Uh. Um, I don't really know how to say. So, and like looking at some of the things that we've started to do in like the last couple years, and I hope that we do more of, um, is giving people opportunities to kind of engage with some of us as human beings um, in person. So, we started doing like a meet and mingle for every show. Mm-hmm. So, like, after the show, um, we go to Bistro Dock, which is um, right next door um, or across the 10th Street Divide. And um, and it's a time to kind of meet with some of the staffers. Usually it's like me and some other folks, um, as well as some of the cast. I invite the cast over um, and then, you know, just get a drink and just chat. There are folks who it's their first time at Fords and they're like, this is awesome. Or um, people who kind of like follow some of the actors and just kind of want to chat with them. And um, I do like announcements for those during the day, so or oh, during yeah. the shows. So people come to me and they're like asking all of their Fords questions, and I'm like, hello, <laughs> <laughs> let me try to answer those. Yeah. But a way to just kind of break down those those barriers, and, and then as well, I think Fords is also seen as like an older institution because we have the whole oh, history yeah, aspect of course, yeah. over our lives. Um, and and in some cases, we're also seen as, as very touristy. Oh, and, yeah, and trying yeah, to yeah. like get into like more of the. Community folks and folks who live here and kind of like branch or bridge that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do like an under thirty-five night. Um, so there was something somewhere like after the show, you kind of go and then there was you know beer, or wine, and some staff people like me um, chatting <laughs> with people and just kind of like telling them about Fords, but showing them a different side of Fords and that Fords is accessible to you. Like it's yeah, not, it's yeah. not as. Mm-hmm. Stodgy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> as a you,
0: perfect word for it, I think. As yeah. you may think it is, yeah.
1: Um, and like you know, there are some of us these young folks who like wanna wanna engage with you and and like hear about like what you enjoy and what you, you know kind of want to see or you know if we do other programs like what interests you, right? Um, and that kind of stuff and kind of bridge those gaps and make those connections and. Get people to see us in like a, a different way which i also think is what like you know the twitter is trying to do yeah. like that yeah. kind of digital engagement and just being like this is a person who's telling you about their tuesday yeah. and they're <laughs> doing x y and z for the show or whatever um and so just hopefully just doing more of those kinds of things um as well as like you know pre and post-show discussions right. which i think that are Somewhat staples that I feel sure, like yeah, sh- should exist in theater mm-hmm. or exist in theaters that we don't do a lot of, but we're trying to get that because, again, we're trying to make ourselves, not make ourselves, but have our shows be more relevant to folks outside absolutely. of the two and a half hours that they're there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and whether that means giving you some of the tools you'll need to kind of understand what you're going to see or to kind of give you some background or give you some context or just, you know, unpacking it afterwards, especially if it's, you know you know, one of the heavier shows, or even just, if it's not, just what did it make you feel? What did it yeah, th- what do you exactly, think about? Yeah. Like, do you have any questions? Can I, <laughs> did anything just kind of go off the wall?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and just kind of making those connections and just mm, figuring out how to, how to make that work.
0: The great ongoing project of many theaters. Of many theaters,
1: of many folks. Um, and so I'm just trying to like, read up on it myself mm-hmm. to kind of find a better way to like, again, I feel like I'm just like in this like space of being like this is what I think that we should do, guys. Can I do it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you know seeing where where the ball lands, where it goes. Yeah,
0: I think that's the most important thing. A lot of times, um, larger uh, not-for-profit organizations struggle with just because resources are so tight. But um, you do have to experiment, like, and you have to be willing to try, even though you think it won't work. Um, because sometimes it will it will work. You yeah. just don't know. If you don't know, then that's an all the more reason to just engage in that experimentation. Which is why the dialogue with the community is so important. Because then you have a better, a guided sense of where to go. Yeah, it helps. You're not yeah. like inventing things from nothing Thinking that about nobody what asks for. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or what you think they need. Right. Yeah. Um, which can feel condescending mm-hmm. if you do it wrong. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So m- part of it is just... Definitely on a sometimes on a show by show basis, but just seeing like where those connections lie, yeah, and what kind of conversations they think would be useful mm-hmm. um, to someone who's already like you know ingrained in whatever the subject is, or somebody who's new to it, or somebody mm-hmm. who just a you know passing fleeting glance. <laughs> um, have has been a lot of the time doing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, uh, we are at our hour. Okay. so is there anything that you would like to plug anything coming up we'll post the show probably on the 12th um oh okay so it's uh january this coming january 12th yes
1: so like in two days yes oh jesus oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um
0: no time to think and no time to reflect
1: no go, 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 go. oh god this hurts okay um, a couple things, I guess. Then um, Ford's uh, our production of the Glass Menagerie oh, is yeah, yeah. Uh, opening a couple weeks. I think the twenty first of January. Um, so I think it'll be a very um, beautiful production. Clint is back doing yes, the productions. Yes, I'm is unfortunately
0: not able to help him out on this one.
1: <laughs> Come visit. Um, but that'll it'll be amazing and, and, and beautiful, and we're all really really excited about mm-hmm. it. Um, and then on the Source Festival front, I think that if anybody is interested in kind of, you know, trying something else new or, or is looking to, you know, make a move, I guess, and meet people in the D.C. theater community, um, we have auditions happening, I think, at the end of January. Um, but, like, for any designers as well, just reach out because we're going to start, you know, putting the design teams together for the full-length plays and for the 10-minute plays. So, and we, you know, we'll need folks to kind of Hell knows. Yeah, so um, yeah. some some of our designers are doing other things with us for you know in different other projects. Um, so they're not like readily available for <laughs> for what we guess we normally have them do. <laughs> so like definitely new folks is are encouraged. And you know I think it'll be a really great time. Um, it's a crazy schedule. It's a lot of show. Yeah. It's a lot of shows. <laughs> um, but it's really awesome. And again, it's one of the things that I I come back to like every five year, like every year. I just kind of either I'm seeing something. Or if I can, I'm like I'm involved. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to just kind of meet folks and try something different. And um, the artistic blind dates are one of my favorites. Yeah,
0: it's a great idea.
1: It's awesome. So we take um, artists of different disciplines and put them together. Sometimes they know each other. Sometimes they don't. Usually we try that they don't know each other, and then we give them a theme and and um, you know say go. (laughs) Give them six six months to kind of create something with that theme. And it's um it's it's just pretty awesome people kind of just take it and just they blow your minds with some of the things that they do um, and it's always it's always a special moment um, so if anyone's interested in that you know holler at us um,
0: yeah there's some show notes I, I post this with a blog so like we'll have links to all of this the, stuff oh um, yeah. so yeah.
1: Um, so I think that's about it you know
0: that's quite a lot so
1: we try <laughs>
0: <laughs> well thank you very much for talking to me Thank you for having me. Yeah, Yeah. it was a blast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bye.